Section 8 of the Library of the World's Best Mystery and Detective Stories, Volume 6. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mary Schneider. Library of the World's Best Mystery and Detective Stories, Volume 6. Edited by Julian Hawthorne. Section 8 vishaka from the tibetan mergadara the first minister of king prasenajit of kosala after he had married a wife of birth like unto his own had seven sons to six of these he gave names at his pleasure but the youngest one he called vishaka after his wife's death he arranged marriages for his six elder sons but they and their wives gave themselves up to dress and troubled themselves in no wise with household affairs the householder mergadara was sitting one day absorbed in thought resting his cheek upon his arm a brahman who was on friendly terms with him saw him sitting thus absorbed in thought and asked him what was the cause of his behavior he replied my sons and their wives have given themselves up to dress and do not trouble themselves about household affairs so that the property is going to ruin why do you not arrange a marriage for vishaka who can tell whether he will make things better or bring them to still greater ruin if you will trust to me i will look for a maiden for him the minister consented and the brahmin went his way in the course of his researches he came to the land of champa in it there lived a householder named balamitra whose daughter vishake was fair to see well proportioned in the bloom of youth intelligent and clever just as the brahmin arrived she and some other girls who were in quest of amusement were setting out for a park on seeing the girls he thought that he would like to look at them a little so he followed slowly after them occupied in regarding them the girls who were for the most part of a frivolous nature sometimes ran sometimes skipped sometimes rolled about sometimes laughed sometimes spun around sometimes sang and did other undignified things but vishake with the utmost decorum at an even pace walked slowly along with them when they came to the park the other girls undressed at the edge of the tank entered it and began to sport but vishake lifted up her clothes by degrees as she went into the water and by degrees let them down again as she came out of the water so circumspect was she in her behavior after their bath when the girls had assembled at a certain spot they first partook of food themselves and then gave to their attendants to eat but vishake first of all gave food to the persons in attendance and then herself began to eat when the girls had finished their eating and drinking and had enjoyed the charm of the park they went away as there was water to be waded through on the road the girls took off their boots and walked through it but vishake kept her boots on they went a little farther and came to a wood into this amra wood she entered keeping her parasol up though the others had discarded theirs presently a wind arose together with rain and the other girls took shelter in a temple but vishake remained in the open air the brahman who had followed her and had noted her characteristics and her behavior marveled greatly and began to question her saying o maiden whose daughter are you i am balamitra's daughter 
Oh, maiden, be not angry if I ask you a few questions. She smiled at first, and then said, Oh, uncle, why should I be angry? Please to ask them. While these girls, as they went, were all running, skipping, rolling, turning round, singing, and doing other undignified things, you wended your way slowly, decorously, and in a seemly manner, reaching the park together with them. Vishake replied, All girls are merchandise which their parents vend. If in leaping or rolling I were to break an arm or a leg, who then would woo me? I should certainly have to be kept by my parents as long as I lived. Good, O oh maiden, I understand. He said to her next, These girls took off their clothes in a certain place, and went into the water and sported in it unclothed. But you lifted up your clothes by degrees as you went deeper into the water. Oh, uncle, it is necessary that women should be shamefaced and shy, so it would not be well that any one should look upon me unclothed. Oh, maiden, who would see you there? Oh, uncle, you would have seen me there yourself. Good, oh, maiden, that also I comprehend. He said to her further, These girls first took food themselves, and then gave to the persons in attendance, but you first gave food to the persons in attendance, and then took your own. Oh, uncle, that was for this reason. We, reaping the fruits of our merits, constantly have feast days, but they, reaping the fruits of their trouble, very seldom obtain great things. Good, O oh maiden, I comprehend this also. He asked her, moreover, while all the world wears boots on dry land, why did you keep yours on in the water? Oh, uncle, the world is foolish. It is precisely when one is in the water that one should wear boots. For what reason? On dry land one can see tree stumps, thorns, stones, prickles, fragments of fish scales or shells of reptiles, but in the water none of these things can be seen. Therefore we ought to wear boots in the water, and not upon dry land. Good, O oh maiden, this also I understand. Then he asked her this question. These girls kept their parasols up in the sun, you kept yours in the wood under the shade of the trees. What was the meaning of that? Oh, uncle, the world is foolish. It is precisely when in a wood that one must keep a parasol up. For what reason? Because a wood is always full of birds and monkeys. The birds let fall their droppings and pieces of bones, and the monkeys their mock and scraps of fruit they eat. Besides, as they are of a wild nature, they go springing from bough to bough, and bits of wood come falling down. When one is in the open, this does not happen, or if it takes place it is but seldom. Therefore a parasol must be kept open in a wood, in the open it is not necessary to do so. Good, O oh maiden, this I also comprehend. Presently he said, These girls took refuge in a temple when the wind arose with rain, but you remained in the open air. O oh, uncle, one certainly ought to remain in the open air and not take refuge in a temple. O oh, maiden, what is the reason for that? O oh, uncle, such empty temples are never free from orphans, the low-born, the sharpers. If one of them were to touch me on a limb or joint as I entered such a temple, would not that be unpleasant to my parents? 
Moreover, it is better to lose one's life in the open than to enter an empty temple. Full of delight at the demeanor of the maiden, the Brahmin betook himself to the dwelling of the householder Balamitra, and said, desiring to obtain the maiden, May it be well, may it be good. The people of the house said, O Brahmin, it is not yet the time for asking, but what do you ask for? I ask for your daughter. On whose behalf? On behalf of the son, Vishaka by name, of Mergadara, the first minister of Sravasti. They replied, It is true that we and he are of the same caste, but his country lies too far away. The Brahmin said, It is precisely in a far country that a man should choose a husband for his daughter. How so? If she is married in the neighborhood, joy increases when news comes that she is prosperous. But if a misfortune occurs, a man's property may be brought to naught, he being exhausted by gifts, sacrifices, and tokens of reverence. They said, This being so, we will give you our daughter. After Vishaki's marriage, on one occasion some country folks came bringing a mare and a foal. As they could not tell which was the mare and which the foal, the king ordered the ministers to examine them closely, and to report to him on the matter. The ministers examined them both for a whole day, became weary, and arrived at no conclusion after all. When Mergadara went home in the evening, Vishake touched his feet and said, O oh, master, wherefore do ye return so late? He told her everything that had occurred. Then Vishake said, O oh, master, what is there to investigate in that? Fodder should be laid before them in equal parts. The foal, after rapidly eating up its own share, will begin to devour its mother's also. But the mother, without eating, will hold up her head like this. That is the proper test. Mergadhara told this to the ministers, who applied the test according to these instructions, and after daybreak they reported to the king, this is the mother, O king, and that is the foal. The king asked how they knew that. O king, the case is so-and-so. How was it you did not know that yesterday? O king, how could we know it? Vishake has instructed us since. Said the king, the Champa maiden is wise. It happened that a man who was bathing had left his boots on the bank. Another man came up tied the boots round his head, and began to bathe likewise. When the first man had done bathing and come out of the water, he missed the boots. The other man said, Hey, man, what are you looking for? My boots. Where are your boots? When you have boots, you should tie them round your head, as I do, before going into the water. As a dispute arose between the two men as to whom the boots belonged to, they both had recourse to the king. The king told the ministers to investigate the case thoroughly, and to give the boots to the proper owner. The ministers began to investigate the case, and examined first the one man and then the other. Each of the men affirmed that he was the owner. While these assertions were being made, the day came to an end, and in the evening the ministers returned home wearied out, without having brought the matter to a satisfactory conclusion. Vishake questioned Mergadhara and he told her all about it, whereupon she said, O oh, master, what is there to investigate? Say to one of them, Take one of the boots, and to the other man, Take the other boot. 
the real learner will say in that case why should my two boots be separated but the other the man to whom they do not really belong will say what good do i gain by this if i only get one boot that is the proper test to apply Mergadhara went and told this to the ministers and so forth as is written above down to the words the king said the champa maiden is wise it happened that some merchants brought a stem of sandalwood to the king as a present but no one knew which was the upper end of it and which the lower so the king ordered his ministers to settle the question they spent a whole day in examining the stem but they could make nothing of it in the evening they returned to their homes Mergadhara again told vishake all about the matter and she said o oh, master what is there to investigate place the stem in water the root end will then sink but the upper end will float upward that is the proper test Mergadhara communicated this to the ministers and so forth as written above down to the words the king said the champa maiden is wise there was a householder in a hill village who after he had married in his own rank remained without either son or daughter as he longed earnestly for a child he took unto himself a concubine thereupon his wife who was of a jealous disposition had recourse to a spell for the purpose of rendering that woman barren but as that woman was quite pure she became with child and at the end of nine months bore a son then she reflected thus as the worst of all enmities is the enmity between a wife and a concubine and the stepmother will be sure to seek for a means of killing the child what ought my husband what ought i to do as i shall not be able to keep it alive i had better give it to her after taking counsel with her husband who agreed with her in the matter she said to the wife o oh, sister i give you my son take him the wife thought as she who has a son ranks as the mistress of the house i will bring him up after she had taken charge of the boy the father died a dispute arose between the two women as to the possession of the house each of them asserting that it belonged to her they had recourse to the king he ordered his ministers to go to the house and to make inquiries as to the ownership of the son they investigated the matter but the day came to an end before they had brought it to a satisfactory conclusion in the evening they returned to their homes vishake again questioned Margadara, who told her everything vishake said what need is there for investigation speak to the two women thus as we do not know to which of you the boy belongs let her who is the strongest take the boy when each of them has taken hold of one of the boy's hands and he begins to cry out on account of the pain the real mother will let go being full of compassion for him and knowing that if her child remains alive she will be able to see it again but the other who has no compassion for him will not let go then beat her with a switch and she will thereupon confess the truth as to the whole matter that is the proper test Mergadhara told this to the ministers and so forth as is written above down to the words the king said the champa maiden is wise end of section eight